Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Blog Talk Radio show for the Hour Network for your health. I'm your host, Marsha Thaddison, for your health blog talk. I just want to wish everyone a happy Sunday. It is oh, March 7th. We are moving in. It's been a beautiful day here in Atlanta, Georgia. So I wish everyone well, and we hope everyone is doing well, not having no issues with COVID-19. Um, I am so happy to have you guys on tonight. So again, you're on the D-Hour Network for your help with Marsha Thaddison. We're going to take, uh, take a commercial break uh, just to introduce the company and who we are in just a minute. But we'll be right back with the D-Hour Network. For your health program is brought to you by Yesterday's Kitchen for Today. We're here to put the power of good health back into the people's hands. Our home party business brings the skills of cooking healthy meals back into our home. Come, learn firsthand with family and friends the nature of how to go back to canning, fermenting, milling fresh grain into flour to make mm, homemade bread and so much more. We're here to remind the previous generation and to teach the new generation how to use the tools of yesterday and today to make food our medicine. Go to our website and sign up to host a home party, Zoom party, Facebook party, and get a free host gift valued from $20 to $75. Help your family and friends become a part of the real food movement to better health. Join us at www.yesterdayskitchenfortoday.com. All right, you're back with the D-Hour Network. Your show is For Your Health, and I'm your host, Marcia Thaddison. I have the pleasure of having back on my show, Dulcie Sims. She is the founder and CEO of the Cha-Cha Cooking Club in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, Dulcie, thank you so much for coming back on our show. Oh, thank you for having me again. It's been a little while, but I always appreciate talking with you. I do, too. I, you know, I love you know, the fact that um, your Cha-Cha Cooking Club, Explain to our listening audience what the Cha-Cha Cooking Club is, because it's a little different from what people may think when they say, and why do we have the name Cha-Cha in there? Oh, for heaven's sake. Okay, Marsha, I'm going to back you up a little bit here. I did the Cha-Cha Cooking Club for 10 years. And after uh, 10 years, I decided that uh, I was not going to run it as a business anymore. So I closed it down as a business because I wanted to do more of the kinds of cooking that I was becoming more interested in, and that had to do with cannabis. And as a club, 
the few people, the, those of us who are getting together, not everyone was on board with that. So I said, that's fine with me. But the Cha-Cha Cooking Club came about because 10, 11 years ago now, 11 years ago, I went to a conference from California. We had a whole group of us here in our uh, northern Santa Barbara community where we went to work on issues of child uh, health and obesity. And that was in Washington, D.C., where people came from all states. We got to hear what people were doing. Our eyes were open to the issues, as well as we were told what some of the other states were doing. So after that conference, it's a long story, I'll get to it faster. After that conference, I came back and I was talking with a friend of mine who had been at the conference with me, and I said, you know what? No parent wants to feed their child the wrong kind of food or to feed him and her, make them unhealthy. I said, but at the same time, we don't want to be hit over the head all the time, so let's do something fun. Let's do the cha-cha, that we're bringing cha-changes to everybody's menu planning and uh, so forth, and that's how we got started, and we started promoting gardening and home cooking and sharing meals with love and reducing stress through that time together as a family or friends or work partners or whatever it may be, and that was our message for uh, a decade there, and we had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, and, and and that's how basically was, it. But, well, how was and it I, I, that? How was the response Pardon? to that cooking club, the cha-cha? How was the response? Did you find that a lot of parents were open to to make those changes or eager to learn? What was the response for you when you were doing that? Well, we would do cooking classes at our local um, uh, community center through our parks and rec. Okay. Right. And so and then we'd also and that would give an opportunity for people to come in. And we do all sorts of fun things. Like over the holidays we did a class on side dishes. Traditional side dishes and how to make them healthier. And we always had a theme going of glossy food, which was fresh, local, organic, sustainable, simple and yummy. And so we would talk about what is in season here, butternut squash in the fall and pumpkins and what you could make from that. And we had so much fun because, uh, as you may know, in the North County here, we have Vandenberg Air Force Base. And the Air Force brings a a lot of uh, people from around the country uh, into our community. And so, and we actually had people who are working there um, who were, were not American yet. And, uh, and they wanted to know, teach us the traditional stuff and, uh, and find out, you know, what gets stuffed in the turkey and all of the things that we take for granted when you've been a home cook in America cooking away. Right, and right. So it would be a lot of fun. We'd, we'd always have good classes. And then uh, two years ago I said, you know what, uh, cannabis is a new agricultural crop in our area now. Yes. Santa Barbara County yes. has embraced it, and we have a lot of because we have great, great growing. We are, you know, ag people here. I, a lot of times, people think of Santa Barbara, which is more metropolitan and arty and film uh, show, uh, film 
festivals that they have there and museums and everything. But, you know, when you go further north, we are, are much more of uh, an agricultural area. So I said, you know, because the county is opening up and the little city I live in uh, was were opening up and becoming um, welcoming to dispensaries and cannabis businesses. And I said, you know what, I'm going to treat this like any other fruit or vegetable or flower that you might grow and eat or consume in some way and use to, uh, to make yourself healthier and happier in the world. And so I said, okay, and I, I put out an advertisement. I was going to do a class on cannabis. And uh, it was just going to be a, a simple two-hour class, and we were going to cover a lot of things. We packed the place. People wanted information. You know, you educate people all the time. And you know when you come with, with the truth, with facts, yes. With, yes. A, with a passion for what you're doing, People gravitate towards that, and this was an atmosphere where everyone was free to ask questions. We had government workers there. We had uh, uh, young people and older people, uh, some uh, people I recognized from being in the community, and and one woman in particular. I, I was so touched because she's very, very conservative, and I thought, well, you know, she would be one of the people fighting against this coming into our community. She was mm-hmm. so open. She was so open to it because her husband was getting very old, and she said, "I'll be taking care of him." And I just mm-hmm. went, "Good for you, good for you." And and uh, and so it's just thoughts like that that came about. And so that's when I said, you know, I'll just kind of close down this corporation, so I don't have to pay California more taxes for having a little side business and, uh, and just concentrate on uh, doing positive information and education on cannabis and the lifestyle that may change and how it may change us now that it's becoming very legal. Now, what year was that when you did that cannabis uh, information form class? It, it was 2019 in that summer, and that's when we met. Yes, yes, yes. And I saw your article in the paper because they had ran an article. My daughter happened to be out that way for business, and she saw your article. And I was so excited when I read it, and I'm like, okay, I have to reach out to this lady because I need to pull off of her wisdom and her knowledge about cannabis. And because, um, you know, I read Rick Simpson's uh, uh, book on uh, cannabis and marijuana and what it did to his father and I know what it did for my cousin and other people. And I'm like, how do we bring this knowledge to everyday people that they're not fearful of them, but they embrace this as, as, as a natural plant? Right. I think it's, it, I truly do just think it's continuing to be educating people and, uh, and to give people, by that I don't mean just like, oh, here's the plan or whatever. It's like, what is the language? And, and what are the... Um, well, what the manners? What 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 are the manners of uh, consuming cannabis in some way or another? Whether you're um, applying it to your skin as a topical, or whether you're smoking the flowers, or whether you're eating um, infused products in some way or another. 
you know, what are the manners? I said I always wanted to bring sophistication and uh, positivity and just fun to uh, the light of using cannabis in your lifestyle, something we're afraid of, so that it's not something that um, we can't talk about. We want to have a language. We want to know, you know, what's polite and what may not be polite. We want to talk about our experiences and, and in a, in a non-judgmental way, I think. Um, you know, uh, since, since we talked and, and got together uh, a couple of years ago, I started writing more about cannabis, and we started publishing articles in a local tourist magazine that promoted our wine industry. But because cannabis is becoming bigger now, they said, sure, we'll have a little cannabis article and talk about the dispensaries that are open or um, you know, what's growing in our area right now, things like that. So we, we created that, and we did a holiday one where I talked about how when you have a holiday party, and this is when we were having holiday parties at the end of uh, 2019, uh, when you have a, a holiday party, people will bring you bottles of, of wine or alcohol, and you, you won't think anything of that. Well, what if somebody shows up with, uh, with some pre-rolled joints? <laughs> you know, or you know, or or beer laced with CBDs and cannabis. You know what? What? Or what's the protocol? Like how would you respond? <laughs> See, it makes us laugh when we think about it, but it's not all Cheech and Chong anymore. We're not just driving around in vans. We're, you know. People who are using it medicinally, using it recreationally, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot to consider. <laughs> it is a lot to consider. And, you know, now, you know, back in the days, I'm a baby boomer, and, you know, marijuana was, you know, hey, they were smoking it. A lot of my friends were smoking it. And I was really afraid of it because, you know, the government had – you know, demonizing and made it illegal to, to have possession of it. And, you know, you know, to this day, you got a lot of young people in jail sitting because they had possession of marijuana. But um, how how is this affecting us today? I know COVID nineteen had a big effect. How do you educate people about cannabis and our health uh, with COVID nineteen? Or do is there a comparison of how it can build your immune system? or even help us to stop being so fearful of this COVID-19? Well, I think it's interesting that in California, uh, workers at dispensaries have been deemed essential. And so all of our dispensaries here have stayed open. Really? And uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because this, for many people, is medicinal. This okay. is, uh, you know, for them, this is what helps them get through the day with pain or PTSD or yes. Uh, yes. all the other issues. And, uh, and so, so here it hasn't been any problem in terms of procuring something with whatever you want to use. So that hasn't been a problem. And I think that, that what has happened as as we have stayed home more and been isolated more, yeah. I think that this is a nice relief from um, just from some of the depression that we're seeing now. 
And and I think that that's an important uh, an effect an uh, an important effect of uh, using cannabis is that it does uh, bring about a calming effect many times, slowing us down a little bit, or speeding us up a little bit. You know, whichever uh, you're going, uh, what strain you're using, and so forth. And I, I think that it it has been very beneficial for many people in dealing with minor uh, mental health issues, and and I, I I say minor because you know um, I, I, I'm we're not talking about schizophrenia. We're not talking right. about right. Um, right. You know we're talking about like you said what's been brought on now since locking down, staying home, masking up, and how hard that has been on people. It has. It's, life, it's, it's life changing. Everybody's life has changed. And the stories are so compelling. And, um, and I think something, too, about cannabis is it creates a connectivity to other people and, uh, and brings about a sense of empathy many times in what people are going through. So listening improves, um, you know, picking up on, on physical cues of, of, uh, that we've missed seeing that uh, might be heightened, that sense of doing that, I think. Now, I truly believe I think cannabis is much more because it's not an addicting forming like some people out here taking these, um, the drugs, the alcohol, and some of the other um, um, medication that cause addiction like um, the antidepressant medication that has a side effect. Do you find that this is much more um, natural and you won't have the um, downside of being addicted to it where you're constantly wanting to have it? Yeah. Uh, First, I'll talk about the addiction rate of it, okay? Mm -hmm. The uh, the addiction to to cannabis is uh, very, very low, almost non-existent. And getting off of marijuana, even even people who are are, um, using it medicinally or overdoing it recreationally, irresponsibly a little bit or something like that, once they stop using, their, their body will not go through the uh, withdrawal pain, the withdrawal uh, medical issues if you were to stop taking um, other types of medications. Like if you have a, um, an addiction to opioid, you, don't, you can't just stop that right away. Your life becomes right. in danger. You're truly in, but that is not the case with cannabis at all you can get it you can get uh i want to say addicted in the sense that this is something that you do uh, constantly or or whatever but stopping it that's not it and and the addiction rate is many times something else rather than just the cannabis and you I think I think maybe if you find people may use it as a crutch, you know, just, you know, I just want to use it and they like the way it makes them feel or it makes them, I'll take it before I go to bed because I can sleep uh, or have me where I'm a little more peaceful. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm going like, to stop you there because you asked me the question, do I see it as a crutch? No, I don't want to say a crutch because that would indicate in some way or another that, um, they were leaning on it artificially or something. Okay. You know, it's not, it's not a crutch. It's just 
you know, this is a very natural way to increase your appetite, to help you sleep, to calm you down. You know, when you have a headache, you don't say it's a crutch, but I'm going to take an aspirin. Right. Finding that way of, of uh, changing our language. I'm trying to think real quickly on my, as I'm sitting here, what, how, to, how to change that a little bit. I think it's supportive. If you're looking to get a better night's sleep, the right strain of cannabis could be very supportive. Okay. If you're looking to uh, alleviate social anxiety, cannabis could be very uh, helpful, supportive. <laughs> Not a crutch because you're going out there to do that, you know, and it, it's kind of healthier for you than drinking a lot, which it can be a crutch. If you, but at the same time, I'm with you. I understand that if you have to do this before you go to sleep or if you can't, think of a time when you'll be able to fall asleep without smoking a lot or eating something or, or whatever. But then you might want to say it's more than just that. I need to meditate. I need to check in with my doctor to understand while I'm having the sleeplessness and so forth, I think. But to occasionally support better sleep, better health, better happiness, that's wonderful. Now, explain to us what's the difference between the THC and the CBD. Okay, I'll do my very best. And uh, the THC, the component, the chemical component of the cannabis plant, uh, which causes the mind-altering psychoactive experience. CBD uh, is the chemical um, uh, effect, more muscular and more body. So, and, so uh, and, and the THC and CBD are two different categories of many different kinds of cannabinoids. And cannabinoids are present in every different kind of cannabis plant, whether it's an industrial hemp that has very, very low or no THC in there or uh, and high CBDs in that, or if it's a, a, a strain that is very high uh, with THC that get you high feeling in that really uh, ethereal or dreamy state. But at the same time, the best products with CBD or with THC have a combination of the two different types. And right now, there have been over 200 different types of cannabinoids that have been identified um, in the cannabis plant. Wow. And we're just getting started. It's very, it's very interesting. And, and when you think about this here, it, let's, let's talk about this a little bit, too, because uh, there are some things, uh, and, and uh, if that's okay with you, I should ask. Sure, you the hostess. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. I, I was going to say, one of the things about cannabis is uh, that it has uh, terpenes, and terpenes, terpenes are natural fragrances and tastes that are associated with different strands. And so I've always found that to be uh, very interesting. And when you asked me about what, what would I recommend, you know, what could we recommend for people who are feeling kind of down or lonely or uh, whatever, what, what can we possibly do? 
to help them. And, and one of those things is to, you know, figure out which terpene might make them feel a little better. And, and so, and the terpenes, when you think about it, these are things that are in all plants, like lemon, you know, oh, or essential oils. A lot of people are, are familiar now with essential oils. Right. And, you know, there's even a commercial on TV where the little boy gets up scared with the thunder, and then he pulls his mommy's soft little blanket that smells like lavender off the bed and goes happily back to bed. You know, there's, there's a sense that, that that scent, that scent will bring about a calming and so forth. And in, um, in cannabis, there are uh, several different kinds of terpenes. And that gives that calm feeling and that emotional feeling to get people to calm down. Because, because like you said, with COVID-19 and a lot of people are staying at home, we see a lot of people, um, mental illness, family, domestic abuse, and other stuff that's going on. Is there a way we can just give, especially with children, we don't give children with the THC and the CBD or we do just the CBD for the children mm-hmm. and the THC yeah. for the adults. That's usually, yes, and, and usually if you're giving a CBD uh, product to a child, it most likely has something to do with some type of a, a muscular uh, motion illness, an epilepsy or seizures that are going on. And, and uh, you know, I, have, I don't have any knowledge of... Um, cannabis being used with young children okay. um, other than that use myself but um, but I you know but thinking about it as an adult and and how we might uh, I'm looking for my notes right now as we're talking about this um, you know how, how we might use this in some way or another I'm looking here now, why are you looking at your notes as an adult? Yep. How do you suggest uh, as an adult we take this? Do we take it in uh, oil form or pill form, or does it you do it suggest a gummy or is it just option to the person? And then I've met people when you said I've you know I think it comes in different doses like ten grams, twenty grams, and things like that. What's the highest grams can we purchase? in uh, Santa Barbara, California, and how do you oh recommend it taken? I have to think about that one here because uh, I'm, I'm not too sure how, how, how big it is or, or not in, uh, in us here. I'm trying to think about that. I think that most stuff that we have has to do with, I know it's like five milligrams or something like that, THC. Mm-hmm. Um, in the edible stuff, and and that's a very very low dosage, but at the same time, that's a good starting point, you know. And and that's always and that's always a really hard thing. And I'll tell you why, because this is a and it's grown, and it's growing, and the potency of it depends upon how that growing season went, what were the temperatures, how was the air circulation, what was. Uh, uh, how are the nutrients and the watering? All of that will change the potency 
of that plant. And so there's, that's why in California we have really strict testing and testing and testing of the uh, plant potency as well as the purity of the plant before it is sold through a dispensary. Gotcha. And, and the, the purity is, is very uh, high level as well. And, and and so that's good to know. And you can go into a dispensary in California. I, I don't know about uh, Georgia. I haven't even looked it up lately to see how things are going there. But, you know, here you can go in and you can say, okay, um, I want to smoke it. And there will be plenty of flowers for you to choose from. And they'll let you smell them. And everyone that you smell can smell differently. And we'll go over those things again. I love talking about the taste and the smell of them in a minute. But, you know, every one of them you can smell. And you might smell one that go, mmm, that's so lemony. I love that citrus. That's, that's kind of waking me up and making me feel bright and everything. Great. Let's go home and smoke some of that either in a little pipe or or rolling it up or whatever. Or you might say, you know, I'm really not a smoker. I don't want to take smoke in. Okay, well, then you might want to buy, because smoking is the uh, quickest way to get uh, cannabinoids, THC, CBDs, everything into your system. The second fastest way is to buy a tincture that, once again, if it's sold through a dispensary, chances are it will be labeled very clearly how much it is and what it is and everything else. And uh, then you take that tincture, it's usually just a drop or two under your tongue. So you take it, take it sublingually. And then that, uh, that usually takes a little bit longer, but many times for pain, it helps relieve pain very quickly without a lot of head uh, then usually you, you will get a, a psychoactive feeling from it a little bit there too. So that's the second way of doing it. Okay. And uh, and so let, let me and I'm going to back up on smoking just a little bit too, because with uh, legalization and so forth, uh, many uh, companies have sprung up to do um, extracts. And so extracts are where they take these. Uh, cannabinoids, uh, terpenes, and, and the psycho, so forth, and make it into little waxy or they call it wax or shatter or dabs or, or names like that. And they're just like tiny little things. And you just put a little spot of that and, and uh, smoke that, and that will give you a, a, usually a lot, a big rush. And so, uh, you know, heavy users many times will use that to keep their pain levels low or to keep themselves very high. And uh, and then so then we said sublingual, and then the other thing is to eat something. So you can buy chocolates that taste like um, uh, mint, little mint candies. You can buy them um, that taste like um, peanut butter. There's just so every flavor you can imagine that's out there in bars and cookies and consum you know consumables. Um, that you can buy, and, and they are, are very clearly marked. I had a very dear friend who was going through breast cancer, and I'm a homegrown person. I, I like to, to grow a little bit, harvest it, cook it up, use it. But because of that, when somebody says, oh, you know, what's the potency of this? I say, you know, I really don't know. <laughs> You're on, you know, I'm, 
because I haven't done the, the uh, rigid testing that is required by the industry for commercial consumption. So, so anybody can here in, in my area, you can grow six plants. If you have a, a, you know, if you're not right next to a school and you have a little fence or something like that, you can easily plant a, and one plant is usually enough for most people and, and stuff like that. And uh, so, you know, so growing your own or buying your own. And so do they, making, do they police it. the areas to see who's growing? Do you have to get a license or can, do you, I mean, no. how do they just allow, no. you can just easily grow your own without a license and things like that in Santa yeah. Barbara? Yeah, keep in mind, California, we have had uh, medical marijuana here for okay. decades. And so that, that was part of the whole medical thing. You know, there weren't dispensaries. There weren't ways of getting it. The federal government was, you know, breaking down any kind of uh, uh, a large cooperative or, or nonprofit. Uh, you know, they would confiscate everything or just break everything. I mean, it was, just, it was a, yeah, it was, it was a, um, not a thoughtful time in our, our uh, country. Anyway. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so people got very good at growing in uh, rugged areas, in isolated places, in closets and barns and all over the place and started developing so many different strands. It's amazing when you make something illegal how uh, people become very <laughs> entrepreneurial about the whole thing because or why. Yeah. So, so yes, and, and so the police are, are not interested in this, you know, wow. in the sense they're not, they're not policing it. If somebody put, if somebody put a large, um, they took their whole backyard up and planted 50 plants, the neighbors would go, you know, I'm not liking this. The smell's there, something like that. And um, chances are the police would say, no, you're going to have to do something. You have to cover it or, or vacuum it out or just, you know, deharvest. You're overdoing things. But most of the time, if they show up, and this was before it was even recreationally legal, if they showed up because of a complaint or something and said, hey, you know, the neighbors are complaining about this, the person would show their medical uh, prescription and, you know, it, it, the police would not do anything about it. You know, on a local level, on a local level, the policing of marijuana has got to be some of the lowest level of stuff to do. You know, we, we have a joke, you know, if we have six young men hanging out in uh, the garage, drinking, there's going to be a fight sooner or later. If you've got six young men hanging out in the garage, smoking a little bit, or smoking whatever, they're going to form a band. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the worst thing that would happen to most smokers is empty your pockets, we're taking it away, blah, 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 we're breaking your, you know, stuff like that would happen. But even now, that isn't patrolled at all. And our, all the things that people thought would come about by encouraging dispensaries, legal dispensaries to open in our area have not come about. We do not have an increase in crime. And we, I think that we are over, and in fact, we said, we're, we're going to be, uh, you know, uh, a free market here. If you want to come in, um, and there were exorbitant prices to come in, but if you wanted to come in, here's what you would pay the city to get licensed to have an establishment, mm-hmm. uh, whether 
or if you're out in the county, if you have a, a an agriculture, there's like 11 different licensings that you could get monitored by, you know, a half a dozen or more state departments from the Department of Agriculture, the Department of Health, the Department of um, Commerce, and, and so forth. Wait a minute. Uh, You've got to get 11 different licenses? Nope, you were only allowed one or two. But if you had a license to run a lab, which is a okay. very profitable business to have right now because everybody's got to be tested. If you had a wow. license to do that, you are not allowed to hold a cultivation or a dispensary license. You know, obviously that would be a uh, conflict of interest. Now, how much and, does the license can run? I mean, the purchase, of, the pay for your license each year, to renew your license. I know they're probably raking in some big money for that one, huh? Don't know the exact number, but I'll tell you right now, if you don't have a million dollars to spend, don't even think about getting in the game. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, uh, you know, one, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's, I just love telling these stories. Are you sure this is a, y'all ramble along here if you don't want to, but tie me back to whatever you want me to tie me to. But, you know, the, my favorite dispensary in town is owned and operated by a family, uh, a couple families, and it was started because the women in those family were nurses, and nurses in California have always been some of the strongest advocates for cannabis. Why? Really? Because it's nurses. Yes, because nurses are the ones who are in charge of controlling pain many times, who are dealing with controlling nausea, with side effects from the anesthesia, with all these kinds of things, and many, and for treating multiple sclerosis and for treating chronic pain, you know, not just in a hospital setting, but out in, in the world as well. So they have always, they have been some of the strongest advocates for it. Anyway, so these nurses had been involved for quite a while with advocating and working with patients, and they've just opened up a, a, a lovely, very clean, you know, you think of it as being dark and dingy and, oh, you know, raw wood, you know, and gnarly looking people. No, it's, you know, it's healthy looking people and, and bright sunny room and beautiful display and every kind of pipe or glass you could buy to smoke with and and very knowledgeable, knowledgeable bud tenders. Bud tender is the entry-level job and it's created a lot of jobs, not just for people who are traditionally, you think about in terms of being in the business, Mm -hmm. but lawyers, lawyers, bookkeepers, accountants, You know what, we, we're going to take a break here for a minute because I, I know I Good. have a lot more questions for you. But when we come back, <laughs> we want to talk yeah. about the medical part a little bit longer and talk about, because I know, like I said, I read the Rick Simpson's book. And I know what it's done. So we want to talk about some of the positive effect that's happening to people in your area and that you know in Santa Barbara, California, with cannabis regarding their health. I just want to remind I'll, our listeners. I'll li- do my best. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to remind our listening audience, you're on the DR Network show, and that this program, For Your Health Listening Program show, advice, information, information here is just for information. 
and education and should not be construed as offering any medical advice or diagnosis or treatment for any illness or injury or condition or preventing any health problem. Please consult with your regular physician or your health care practitioner for sound advice. All right, we'll be back on the DR Network. For your health program is brought to you by Yesterday's Kitchen for Today. We're here to put the power of good health back into the people's hands. Our home party business brings the skills of cooking healthy meals back into our home. Come, learn firsthand with family and friends the nature of how to go back to canning, fermenting, milling fresh grain into flour to make mm, homemade bread and so much more. We're here to remind the previous generation and to teach the new generation how to use the tools of yesterday and today to make food our medicine. Go to our website and sign up to host a home party, Zoom party, Facebook party, and get a free host gift valued from $20 to $75. Help your family and friends become a part of the real food movement to better health. Join us at www.yesterdayskitchenfortoday.com. Show me your grace 
our guest tonight, and we're talking about cannabis and the benefit of cannabis for our health, uh, both for emotional as well as physical. We left off uh, before the break, Darcy, talking about the nurses who had initiated this uh, cannabis business in the Santa Barbara area and how they recognized the pain and suffering of their patients. And my cousin, I think I've shared this with you before when you was on the show before, was diagnosed with cancer back in 2008. Tammy, mm-hmm. um, very short little girl. I mean, she wasn't big at all. But when she was sent home with only 60 days to live, I think it was, I, it wasn't long. She was only weighing 48 pounds. Oh, she had a, tr- a trick in her throat. Uh, she had all these tubes and everything, and they sent her home in the ambulance because she said she wanted to do her um, hospice at home because she actually came home on hospice weighing 48 pounds. And a friend of hers gave her some brownies with marijuana in it, two right. weeks to actually eat. The only thing she did was suck on that brownie and drank Insure Plus. And this is the truth. And when she got strong enough, because their she's in Seattle, Washington, and their families was one of the first families to open up a cannabis, I mean, a, 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 this uh, marijuana or cannabis business in the Seattle area. And when she uh-huh. went into their store, the family says, look, we can tell what's wrong with you. We'll give it to you for free. They didn't even charge her for the stuff. Oh, yeah. And she started getting in in the syringe, and so Tammy said when she got it in the syringe, she just made a few drops on the foil, very small, small drop. She said a pin drop, and put it in the freezer. And so she would take it and put it underneath her tongue. She, right. And she still took her medication. She didn't get off her medication. She still did that. And after her sixty days, when she went into the doctor to do a sixty day follow up. He fell off, almost fell off the chair because he thought she was deceased. He said he couldn't believe she was still living. Now, mind you, she did that, and then she started smoking and things like that. But Tammy had lung cancer when she was sent home with um, the first time. She used to smoke. Stopped smoking, didn't smoke no more. And I think in 2012, she went back to smoking and drinking and, you know, doing the stuff that got her in trouble the first time. Mm-hmm. Then she got t- cancer on the tongue. Oh, dear. So she said, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to do this no more. And she went back to the cannabis, and guess what? It went away again. So, and I think. Kind of, doesn't morning, that kind of give you chills? Doesn't that kind of give you chills? Because what you're saying is you're saying that there's a direct cause, at least anecdotally, maybe we don't have the scientific research for it yet, but we're seeing this. We're seeing this in real people who have real cancer issue and get real relief yes. and help. Yes. Yes. So yes. Keep going. I'm sorry. And and she said, you know, she she, the, the doctors just shook their head. They said, we don't know what to do. And she said, I'm telling you what I'm doing. And actually, they gave her the prescription or whatever for the mar- uh, marijuana. She had to have that little prescription to purchase her marijuana or whatever. But she said right. she swear by it. So she know this gen- this one gentleman that gave her the brownies with the stuff in it, she said now she just shares her stories and try to help people to show them 
how she did it to get themselves free. Because people want to be set free. They don't want, you know, we do, we all make some mistakes and do some dumb things with our lives. But, you know, when you know, okay, I have a door to get out of this mess that I put myself in. Let me find that door. So, and that's what those nurses were doing. They were helping these people with the pain and whatever else they were going through to make life better for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think that that's true. There have been so many groups for how many years advocating for this natural plant to not, you know, to be able to use it in ways that we haven't even thought of yet. And right now I think that we're using it in wonderful ways. And I love hearing stories like that and uh, about people who are, are helped um, through a horrible health crisis. You know, in some way or another, it just seems that the cannabinoids connect in our body and start healing us in the way that synthetic medicines just can't do it. And not only that, you hear about these children that were having over 100 seizures per day. Oh, yeah. And once they start doing the cannabis, just the CBD oil alone, either the, the, yeah. the seizures reduce drastically or completely gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, there's so much wonderful research to be done on uh, so many, um, you know, health issues that this is going to help us with if we just keep learning about it. So our job, Marcia, our job is to go out there just as you have for years now, advocating for the the use of something so natural, such a wonderful plant, you know, for everyone to use in ways that help them with whatever health issues that they might have. Right. That's what we have to keep doing. And just making it normal to talk about it so people find out about it. And, you know, many times it's, it's very dramatic, I think, on people who have not been using CBD or THC or whatever combination haven't been using it at all, that's when you see really dramatic effects of people who come around to it. But, you know, I, I want to just say a, a few things. I, you know, I believe in, in, in cannabis, you know, greatly, obviously, and I have a passion for it and everything else. But at the same time, I just want to remind people, I know you've said this in your, uh, that we're not medical people here, and I'm offering education to people. And, and I also respect the fact that cannabis is not for everyone. There is not a drug or a food or a nut or a seed on the planet that doesn't have a negative effect for some portion of the population. And I think cannabis is just the same way. And I remind people, if this makes you paranoid and frightened and whatever, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. It's real simple. (laughs) Once again... And once again, you won't have any reaction coming off of it other than a good night's sleep or something like that. But let me just, here's here's my big hint. So, you know, so it's not for everybody, but let me tell you this. uh, Because the biggest mistake people make 
is like the story with the brownie, you know, many times uh, people make something sweet and delicious like a brownie and people who shouldn't get into it get into it. And I, I will tell you one funny story about me, okay, and my husband. We had gone on a little vacation, and, of course, I had packed up every food. We went and checked into a little resort. I had food. I had stocked the cabin. I was so excited. It was first thing in the morning. I jump up, and I'm going to the pool, honey. Come with me. Come on. We're going to go do the exercise in the water. You know what he said? Oh, no, you go ahead and do that, honey. I'm going to sit right here. He's going to drink his coffee, read his newspaper, and he goes shuffling around in the cupboards, which I have put all the food away in, and he finds this lovely little uh, bag full of snickerdoodles. And so he decides he's going to have a snickerdoodle <laughs> with his coffee. So he's just down the east and he drinks a little more coffee. Okay, now I'll be honest, that they had cannabis in those snickerdoodles. And because he was eating it in the morning on an empty stomach and he was drinking coffee, which also boosted up some of the potency of it, <laughs> he's sitting there so comfortable, being at a relaxing, and he thinks, oh, my gosh, I think I'm having a heart attack, which is what a lot of people they immediately go, oh, my God, something's wrong. Is my heart failing me, especially old people? And we say, is my heart failing me? And he goes, no, and, and he couldn't read his paper anymore. His mind was wandering. He was looking outside. He wanted to go outside. And he thought all of a sudden he said, wait a minute. Said, wait a minute. I'm stoned. <laughs> he, had, he had a very relaxed time that morning at the resort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and I and I don't I don't ever recommend tricking people or whatever. And luckily, he didn't eat more than just one Snickerdoodle. But uh, the thing is, if you do eat something and you think, "Oh my goodness, I'm not keeping this together," it's really coming on strong. Especially when you eat things, it's body. Your body feels like, "Oh, it's so relaxed" or whatever. <laughs> what What cures that? What cures that is pepper. Pepper. So the can- Pepper, just take black peppercorns and, uh, you know, chomp on a couple of them or mix it, grind it, mix it into a little bit of water and drink that down. Really? Because the, because the pepper, the cannabinoids, the, the pepperbinoids, whatever they are, counteract the uh, cannabinoids in your <laughs> system. Did that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So, so if someone has taken too much of the um, cannabis and they're really tripping, just yeah. take some black pepper corn and chew yeah. down on it, or some um, mittens. Yeah, or, or grind it up, corn in a, a little bit of water, and take a shot of it. And it'll bring and it down. Will, that will counteract. Yes, that will counteract what's going on. Oh, that's good to I know. know. It's, it's all because of these cannabinoids. And, uh, you know, and the turpins and the, um, that, that they have, the smells that they have, the taste and everything, for some reason that works. And if I knew more and was smarter, I might figure that one out. Okay, so that that's that. So what we were saying about, you know, everybody doesn't use it, but it's, it's a lot of fun to do. But there are so many medical issues, like you were saying, that are being uh, researched and addressed uh, with the use, uh, by improving with the uh, use of cannabis. 
And 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 you mentioned a few like pain, like uh, managing pain, uh, managing mm-hmm. uh, 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 anxiety, antidepressant, mm-hmm. um, yeah. brain health. They find it for brain health, for heart health, mm-hmm. arthritis. I know people with arthritis been using a lot of it, and I know people with cancer, uh, like you said, nauseous because of their chemo, their therapy that they're going through. Um, mm-hmm. How do how do one that you know people who's not used to doing this, and if they have a pain issue or they've had back surgery and they're and they don't want to be on oxycotton or some of these other drugs that can be become very addictive. How can right. you encourage one to incorporate this in their diet? Do they buy the oil itself and put drops of it in their food or in soup? How is it done, or how do you suggest well, they get taken in? Once again, it would. I think it would greatly depend upon the issues that they're having. If they're dealing with some type of pain, knees or or elbows or or whatever, you know, I just say buy some of the really good CBD. And and I, I would tell you that there are websites that will help you understand the true value of the CBD stuff. And that's why we go to a dispensary and ask for it or go online or do some research on it because many of the products that are being carried by mm-hmm. the, uh, by the uh, local pharmacies and drug stores that are just regular, you can buy CBD um, creams, but it, it doesn't have the, the right balance of THC and CBD. So it, it might feel good to rub something in, but you're not getting the true value of a well-balanced CBD ointment. So, so that would be one reason to go and, and look professionally to do that. Okay. Now, um, what you were saying too is is oh, I forgot what about how to to use it exactly. What you were talking about, your friend who somebody brought her a brownie. Right. You know, I had a a whole group of people uh, who I worked with for a couple years uh, who were um, in in later stage of chronic diseases and so forth. And one of the things that worked for them was the butter. Oh, yes. Yes. And so, so I could make butter for them. And uh, and so one of my friends even called me and he said, what am I going to do? My husband had just gone through a terrible operation and he, and he was a big guy and he's wasting away just like, oh, and I said, you know, I, I know I, I gave you some of that a while ago. Did you use that? And she said, no, I said, get it out of the freezer. And I said, when you make him a little cup of broth, put a teaspoon in there. And it, and it was like within 24 hours, she was just going, thank you, thank you. Because wow. it, it took care, it, it solved that nausea problem for him. You know, that, that it just kind of brought that into, so that he could start to eat. And then, because she was fixing him really good food too, she, he was going to recover faster. So that's, and that's the you know, 20 years ago, I want to say, or something, that's the first time I remember really advocating was uh, knowing, uh, having friends who had HIV and before Mm -hmm. there were uh, cures and uh, ways of dealing with it. And so many people, it it became a wasting away disease. 
You remember? Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the using cannabis in that uh, capacity was just life-saving and life-extending in many times, but at least life-extending. And so, you know, so providing um, providing that relief is real important, and I think people do see that a lot. But the, on the flip side of this, okay, because we're going to bring back something fun. On the flip side of this, it does. The munchies are real. It does bring on the munchies. <laughs> and so one of the things I always recommend, if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to, you know, a little high or eat a little cookie or something like that, before you get the munchies, prepare healthy snacks. Correct. Because yeah. you'll want to eat them. And uh, make sure there's some protein in there and some good fiber. And a lot of different little tastes. You'll enjoy the experience of it. But uh, and yes, I, and I like the idea what you were saying about putting the um, the butter with the THC uh-huh. and CBD into the bone broth because the bone broth is very nutrition for your digestive system and healing your gut. So now you got this healthy fat with this a medicinal purpose to help bring about relieve you of the pain. So to me, it's like a double sword going after the enemy that's within inside you. So I, I like that. I love that idea of putting it. Now, now, how do you know you're getting the good stuff? Or you know which is bad, which is good, which is inferior? Because, I mean, these these places are springing up. Chicago now has it where you, can't, uh, uh, where you can purchase it. I think Wisconsin is now looking at it. We here in Georgia, I think we just only sell the CBD here. How do you know when you pull any of these little stores, or can you tell the difference when when you smoke it or when you um, have the oil? Is there a different taste or a feeling you're going to get with inferior product over a high quality product? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this this is this is an agricultural product. And if you're aware of what you're getting, and once again, if we go back to the taste and the smell. Um, you know, I think that um, that because of testing, you'll start to understand the potency. And if you're using it for yourself, you'll start to understand what feels good and what feels too okay. far. So don't go too far. You know, my friend who was uh, in, uh, had cancer and breast cancer, anyway, she, I remember once I said, well, do you want me to bake you some cookies? She said, no, because... I have to buy them because I have to know exactly how many grams I'm consuming. Gotcha. And uh, and you can't do that very much, very well with uh, home uh, baked goods or homegrown stuff. So that was important for her to go. And it, and if it's a if it's a state, boy, we have to really trust our government on stuff like that. Here, the the oversight and the restrictions are, are almost onerous in terms of uh, bad stuff coming in, and, the, and, and you're going to get a good product. That, that's all I can say. If it's something that somebody pulls out of a drawer and you open up the bag and, you know, give it a good sniff. If it smells moldy, don't smoke it. That's my thing. You know. Now, do you do your own oils from your plants yourself or no? Very, very easily, yeah. That's, that's even easier than making butter. 
is it? I'm going to finish up my cookbook and I'm going to send you a copy of it so you'll start to see how, how, how really Look, fun I need to, I need to come take it. Wait a minute. Uh, I want to, are you doing, are you going to be doing online Zoom classes so I can sit in on your class or do I have to wait till oh, COVID-19? I never thought about that. I, I really, I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed most of the time just, you know, working on the things that I'm working on. I'll get around to it all sooner or later, I promise. And you are an inspiration to me for your website and the social uh, media presence that you have and, and the work that you've done to bring so many important subjects together. I always learn something new from you. And, uh, you know, when I need information about fer- fermentation, you know, I've been doing more of that this year. I told you I was going to work with that and that's been really good although I will tell you this the kimchi that I tried to make was absolutely a failure oh my god and I just fermented some cabbage today I did some fermenting cabbage and I made some kombucha now see that would be good to put some um, cannabis oil in some kombucha that would really be something different Well, just remember that the cannabinoids, the THC and CBDs, they bond with just about any kind of oil. That's why you can use butter or you can use olive oil. And uh, uh, there's a, a company called Magical Machine, and it's the premier machine for infusing any kind of oil, alcohol, um, oil, alcohol, even, you know, doing melted butter if you wanted to do that in the machine. And uh and it's a it's a great little product. But it's it's so, gotten so expensive, Marsha. I've I've had one for a long time and so I, I promise you the price has tripled since I, I bought my first one. So this magical because machine you you'll be able to put the plant in there and it excretiate the oil from the plant? Yeah, you put you know you put the plant in there and then you add uh, your oil. So let's say that you want to do olive oil. Uh huh. Okay. And so you're gonna put your olive oil in there, and then whatever plant you've bought or grown, uh, you're going to add that. And and this has it has all the recipes too. You, you can get so many recipes on their website. It's wonderful. And then you add wow. that in there, and then you lock you lock the little top down. And it, it has a little grinder. It grinds it. It heats it. It infuses it. It makes funny noises and flashing lights, you know. I guess they figured that would make all the people who are smoking would feel so much better that something was happening. <laughs> if they saw lights go off, I don't know. Uh, but that's what happens. Yeah, I want to start a cannabis comedy hour, too, because it's just hilarious <laughs> what goes on in the industry and in the business and talking to people about it as well can all be a, a lot of fun. So uh, my, oh, so we were getting off on the idea that the munchies are real and not only does it help people who are wasting away, but it uh, also affects those people who shouldn't be sitting there with a whole bag of uh, potato chips or something. So pick something uh, easy to do. So that's always a good thing to do. And, and I think too, sometimes, uh, I don't know. Ask me another question, Marsha. I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent there. That's okay. That's okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. But, you know, um, now you said you got a cookbook. Is is the cookbook ready? Not just yet, but I promise you will be the first to get a copy. 
Okay, good. But there's, lot, no. you know, there's good cookbooks out there, but this is my fun stuff. And, and I try to make it really funny so that people realize it's not scary, it's whatever. And, and I think a lot of it that I do, too, is geared towards um, older people who aren't being drug tested for their jobs. You know, that's, a, <laughs> that's an important thing to think about. You know, I'm retired. Nobody's going to drug test me or whatever. And they're not going to come take my children away because they're in their 30s. And and, uh, <laughs> and those are all the things that they uh, that have been used in the past to keep this something that we keep secret or make scary or um, and so forth. Yeah, it's a, so it's going to affect us in many ways throughout our country. If we're going to think countrywide, like you mentioned earlier, how many young people and all sorts of people, but mainly people of color, who went to prison for this yep. plant. Yeah. And it's still sitting in there now, even to this day, for even an ounce or a bag, they're sitting in prison to this day, yes. Yes, for be, for driving a car where there's a bag in the back. I don't know what's in there. My, you know, somebody left. You know, somebody I was giving a ride to work left it there. Yeah, yeah. no, it's terrible. And I hope that that's a that's a national issue, is uh, prison reform and and law reform and justice for social justice reform and all that. And this has to be a part of it. Uh, just. Yeah, this 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 has to be, and and that's that's part of the the lifestyle in it is to understand how very very wrong we got it about this whole thing. And we've been getting a lot of things wrong, so we need to correct that by ASAP. We just need to get better. Just need to keep getting better. That's all we can do. I agree. So we I have agree. to get better about. And I think one of the things that's going to be happening this uh, spring, I believe, and I'm looking forward to it, is they're looking at a documentary. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to read a documentary on Billie Holiday and how she oh, was yes, pursued. Yes, 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 yes. If, if you, I've, I just saw a couple advertisements for it, and I said, oh, my gosh, that's just going to be brutal to watch. It was so terrible. And there's an example of, you know, a vendetta against a performer, a, yes. someone who had many issues and did not belong to uh, be pursued like that. So that, you know, that's going to come up. And so then you, it leads us into that talking about, you know, what, what, what should be legal? Because obviously we don't want children having their minds altered. They've got screwy enough thinking patterns as it is. We can't... Uh, you know, how have it be okay for them and teenagers, you know. Yeah. Um, their brain what I tell them is what my son uh tells them as well. You know what? You're a teenager, you gotta figure out that your brain is like this big, you know, soft thing of cement <laughs> and you're putting footprints on it. You wanna put the footprints all over it and that's how it will be the rest of your you know, don't do that. Let let your brain harden up. Now, I have another question. Do they have restaurants that's geared toward cannabis food in in the restaurants themselves out there in Santa Barbara? I I know that some restaurants have been known to have a menu item or two that Mm -hmm. might do something like that. And I don't know if it's just, you know, using a CBD brand or something like that so it's nothing that would impair you or whatever, but 
I don't know of that yet. But you know what? There, there is a lounge that's open in town, and mm-hmm. I don't think too many people are lounging around with the epidemic. But uh, you know, that's something that I think we'd see. And yes, I think that you'll see that. And I think um, that there, there are I know of, of several people who do cook with this and do wonderful meals for uh, order. Okay. And I can imagine yeah. more and more chefs going to be um, looking at incorporating that type of um, um, cannabis into their f- delicacies and their foods that they're preparing for customers. Because I think people are going to be looking for it as more and more states open up their laws, allowing that to be sold in stores and things like that. So I, I'm just, I embrace it to the point now, do you think like you said, you don't see the crime uh, being increased in your area because of it. But I think there's a movie out on Netflix about uh, Killer Mountain in California about poachers of people going out in those areas to grow their own marijuana illegally and kind of fight among themselves out there. Did you hear anything about that? Well, there has been that. Uh, I think that since things have become recreational, we we have huge farms here, you know the the illegal grows like that that would be many times out in our uh, federal forests mm-hmm. where they would where they would be built and, and stuff like that. You know that's uh, that's at, at this point truly don't know. I haven't heard of any kind of a big bust of an illegal uh, planting. Gotcha. Right now, and 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 there, you know, and and it's certainly being um, monitored monitored more. And maybe it's because we do have legal grows that are tracked by the county and the city and so forth, and are monitored that they're out there. I know, um, you know, su- surveilling it at least a couple times a year and, and things like that. But we haven't had any big outdoor grows going on or any big illegal indoor grows we do, you know that hasn't happened because what people want is readily available and, and we can only purchase cbd online we cannot purchase a thc online to be mailed to us is that correct I, I think i don't know what georgia's laws are i'd have to look it up but there, there'd be resources on that the last time i checked on what was going there a couple of years ago when we first had our first big conversation you know, I was uh, taken aback by the fact that there is going to be a cannabis commission at the state level. Right. Yeah, here in Georgia. Yes, that's already yeah, yes. And so if yes. they've implemented that, that would be the place to look for advocacy work or, uh, you know, accountability for what's going on in, in the, the cities and uh, for getting people what they need. So, all right, we're going to take another break. Just going to remind our listening audience, we're talking to Dulcie Sands. We're talking about cannabis and COVID-19, and it's time to be calm, be peaceful, and to relax. And hopefully all of this will pass over soon. Okay, we'll be back on the D-Hour Network. For your health, this is Marcia Thaddison. For Your Health program is brought to you by Yesterday's Kitchen for Today. We're here to put the power of good health back into the people's hands. 
Our home party business brings the skills of cooking healthy meals back into our home. Come, learn firsthand with family and friends the nature of how to go back to canning, fermenting, milling fresh grain into flour to make mm, homemade bread and so much more. We're here to remind the previous generation and to teach the new generation how to use the tools of yesterday and today to make food our medicine. Go to our website and sign up to host a home party, Zoom party, Facebook party, and get a free host gift valued from $20 to $75. Help your family and friends become a part of the real food movement to better health. Join us at www.yesterdayskitchenfortoday.com.
invite you back to the Hour Network. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson, for your health. And Dulcie Sims is my guest. And tonight our conversation was about cannabis oil and its benefit and how it has helped many people who have had dealing with cancer, nauseous, uh, arthritis, um, children with the CBD oil benefit from having seizures. So this that has been demonized by our um, political as well as the um, the law realize that this plant has much more benefit to our health as well as our mental health. Those, what else we want to share with the listening audience about this plant, especially during this COVID-19, people are stuck at home. Maybe it would mm-hmm. be good if the family can kind of enjoy it together, give the kids the CBD oil and the parents get the, CBO, CBB, the CBD and the TAC together <laughs> so there's some harmony and peace in the home where everybody just lay back and relax. <laughs> What do you want to share with us about that? Well, I just want to share that, you know, I think that the fact that in uh, in your state you're using the oils and that that's what you have and, and so forth right now, I, I don't know about your medical marijuana laws or if that's possible for people who do have uh, bigger issues or whatever. But I think, you know, um, that I want to share a quote right now, if you don't mind, that sure. I've carried around with me for a very long time from Carl Sagan, who was an American scientist. Uh, you know, Carl Sagan had a, a lot of shows, and he died in 1996, uh, right before it became medically allowed in uh, California. And he was a cannabis user, and in fact, some of his biggest scientific revelations, he said, literally came to him when he was in the shower, stoned, playing with bubbles, soap bubbles. And he <laughs> saw how they, and his brain went to that. It was just, so this is his uh, quote that I like to carry. The illegality of cannabis is outrageous. An impediment to full utilization of a plant that could help, which helps produce the serenity and insight, sensitivity and fellowship so desperately needed in this increasingly mad and dangerous world. And that was back in the 90s that he wrote that. Wow. And so I see that and, and I think about the fact that this plant does bring about serenity and insight to a lot of people. That it, it slows us down. We think about it in terms of, oh, I feel speedy or something like that, but most of what's available out there is something that will help uh, with calming you rather than uh, speeding you up. That's the more dominant strains that are out there right now. And, uh, you know, we're under a lot of stress and sometimes just to to think up funny thing when uh, everybody's relaxed and just having fun and having something healthy to eat and sharing it with one or two or through a Zoom or a Facebook call or or a face uh, face-to-face call or something like that would just is just a wonderful thing. And so I think that there are ways of doing that even if it's it's oils that you say, you know, what what hurts? Where's where's the stress? Let's give you a nice neck massage and take those knots out of your neck there and how different that would help people feel and so forth. Can we put the THC in a bath, or is it, do it come in a bath form to bathe in it? Uh, can it go into the same type of thing? 
Yes, uh, at the dispensaries here, you can buy all sorts of crazy things, and they actually have like bath bombs that supposedly create a very calming uh, cannabis, whatever. And and cannabis, you know, when you use cannabis externally like that, you have you have endocannabinoids all through your skin. And so if you're rubbing that on there, the cannabinoids and the endocrinoids and all those noids, that they do work together, and it really does relieve stress and pain. Even if you're not smoking it or not getting high from it or whatever, it can bring about that effect on, on, uh, on people. That's great. And that's what we want. We want people to be at, uh, at peace right now because, you know, so many people with, from the political aspect of what's going on in this world and COVID-19 from a health standpoint, from an economic standpoint, but people not being able to go to work or they have to work and they're stressed about being at work. We just need mm-hmm. to find a way to bring a balance and bring a peaceful balance within our community and not only that, within our homes. And I'm, we're not telling everyone to go out here and get some, and I know in Georgia you can get the CBD, So, but wherever state you is, follow the law be obedient to the law so we don't want nobody getting in trouble with the law. So, but um, what way would you suggest for someone who just never tried it to try it, either through eating or the oils, or how do you suggest for someone who's never tried it before to try it? If, if, if it's available, I would say have a little smoke. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you okay. know, just... Go back to, you know, and you just had a little smoke and and there are a little toke there or whatever and, and see how that makes you feel. And if you say, oh, I, I never, you know, it's just, and if you say, well, I don't want to do that, but I'd, I'd like to taste something, well, then try a little bit. You know, it, it really, it, it's uh, it's just interesting. But I just want to go back to what you're saying about follow the law in whatever state or city or county and whatever you are in because you don't want to get caught up in that. But at the same time, you want to know the law so that you can be an advocate. And that's one of the things about this industry that has been promoted quite a bit. If you're in this industry, you're not just in a for-profit business. You are an advocate for this plant so that every state, every state can grow. Every state can use, whether they're using it as a, 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 an industrial fiber hemp and, you know, returning those nutrients back to the ground, whether they are, uh, you know, producing something that people want to to use topically or internally or whatever, you know, it's a huge industry. I mean, it's billions and billions of dollars worldwide are being invested in this industry right now. And so knowing what's going on and understanding who's going to benefit from all of this after knowing how who hasn't benefited from it, I think is real important politically to, to look at, that this is going to be opening up in, uh, in Georgia. E- even here in California, laws are changing county by county, city by city. You know, it's, it's, it's knowing what's going on locally and trying to be an advocate for the normalization of a, a plant that is a, a powerful plant and a powerful addition to us medicinally and health-wise um, 
mentally health-wise, physically health-wise, and I think in many ways spiritually health-wise. Now, and, so, uh, and besides that, it's just fun sometimes, Marcia. Come on. It's just fun. <laughs> I know, I know, I understand, I understand, and and you know, it's really, it's been hilarious because so many people I've known who have health issues, and we, you know, we've had this conversation with them about using cannabis, Um, a couple of them, they don't listen, I have a friend of me, a friend of ours, um, she got some cannabis in a syringe, and I told her, I said, when you get it, because she had very, she got very bad arthritis, and I said, okay, just use a little bit, just a pin drop, a pin drop, and just kind of put it on your tongue because she wasn't used to drinking or some smoking or none of that kind of stuff. So she said, okay, but she, her arthritis was to the point where her hands were crippling up, and she just wanted some to get some kind of relief, and she was tired of taking the medication that she was taking. She gets a syringe, Dulcie. Mm-hmm. And the CBD, instead of her squeezing out and putting just a drop, she squeezed the syringe into her mouth and got too much. Mm-hmm. And she was hallucinating and everything. But, you know, it was so hilarious because when she called me, she's screaming at me, talking about, I'm not going to take this stuff. This And I said, well, how much did you take? And she's telling me just a little bit. She said she squeezed it in her mouth. And she, what the funny thing is about her, she said she was seeing Bowwinkle, she was seeing all these characters and stuff. And I said, I told her, what could she do? She said she could even. She was afraid to move off her 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 chair, her recliner, so she slept in her recliner. I said, but that was the best thing for you to just go to sleep because she was trying to get up initially. But you know, it's just people don't listen. I, I don't tell people, don't listen. Just follow the rules, follow the instructions, and you'll be fine. Because I yeah. know it, what it's done for my cousin. I know what it has done for other people. And I don't like people being sick, and I want people to be around for their children, their grandchildren. And if we have something that's very simple, very easy to do, and it has no long-term side effects, hey, why not try it? And, you know, yep. a lot of people don't have health insurance or insurance. Find some way of, and this is what yesterday's kitchen for today started with, let food be your medicine. And this is initially a plant. And all medicine initially started off as a plant base. And the pharmaceutical drugs came in and started synthetically making everything. But, you know, you, to our listening audience, make the decision on your own. Find out what your state will allow and will not allow. And like she said, know the law. And how to advocate for what you want in your law, in your state, and how to advocate for this plan and do your homework. So a lot of times people were lazy. You don't want to do nothing. But if you want something, you have to get up and work for it and make sure you're doing the right, getting the right resource of information and getting the right product. Now, um, the in California, Mm-hmm. With the plants that you're doing, you said you started this back in, when you got your first plant was in what year you start with able I, to grow? I, I don't know. It's been, it's been a while. Okay, so it's been a while. <laughs> you say you, you guys have been about 10, 20 years now? 20 years in this? Oh, oh, since, since it was first a medical. Yes, yes. yes. Because in, in 96, you know, okay. I, I, not then, I wouldn't, 
or 98 it was. And no, I wouldn't because I was working then. I was doing a lot of work then and stuff like that. And, and I had children at home. And so, nope, that wasn't a part of my lifestyle at that point in my life. And at that point, it was still a very gray part of the law. And so that was one of the things that kept me from being involved or speaking out or looking to educate uh, people about this topic because I just went, no, nope, it's too, it's just too controversial. And, and I didn't want to deal with the whole negativity of that. And that's why it's so freeing to be in a situation now where I'm seeing state after state, country after country, people are starting to do the research. People such as yourself are asking questions and saying, how can I put this into people's lives and make, make their lives a little bit better and everything like that. And, and that's, you know, so it gave me in my uh, uh, later years here uh, a real sense of, uh, of purpose of, of talking to people about this and letting them know that uh, this is a good thing to go on. And, and as I've, I've said several times, it can be a lot of, of fun to learn to, uh, to garden. I mean, right now with the epidemic going on, aren't we all home gardening more? Yeah. Yes. Put this in, put this in your garden. <laughs> yes. You know, and we're doing more home cooking and, and, you know, even the, Fresh, raw leaves can be used in cooking. They don't give you a lot of effect, but they're full of nutrients, and they're a good plant to eat. So you can put them in a smoothie or uh, oh, really? chop them into a salad. Okay. Yeah. Every, every part of the plant, we say, is, is a good thing. It's a lovely plant to learn how to use, and, um, you know, and, and every part of the plant, just as all plants, have uh, cannabinoids and these monoid things in them. So it's just uh, it's just fun to keep learning about it and finding out how different people are affected. And you know what? Everybody who's ever tried it has a first-time story. That is hilarious, usually. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we're just going to have to put a little book together called First-Time Stories, and, and we're not okay. talking about we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> but just, just having the, you know, just to be able to laugh and, and to, and to, you know, to just, as I said, to normalize in a sense. So it's not something that is so outrageous or so terrifying and that it's something that helps a lot of people. It's something that can be in your life or not be in your life. It's up to you. Some people like to have a glass of wine. Some people don't. Some people, you know, want to smoke a cigarette, and a lot of people don't. And so it's. Now, uh, real quick, what are you doing now? Are you still having consulting classes, or what are you doing? And uh, no, I'm I'm staying home. I'm staying home. Actually, after we did all of our our stuff in 2019, I recovered from major surgery on my foot, oh. and I'm doing very well. I'm walking like a normal person again. But I realized that what happens when you have foot surgery, and even though you do those little exercises, that lovely physical therapist. Uh, cajoled you into doing or whatever. Somehow you lose a lot of muscle when you're older. So I'm I'm in my point in my life where I'm doing bone broth. I am, uh, you know, thinking about you know how to build more muscle in my body. I'm riding my little bike. I have a, a you know, so just trying to get really healthy. And so I kind of went into the pandemic lockdown here, okay. having been in lockdown for six months. So I was six months ahead of everybody. And I hate to say this, I love, love staying home. 
Oh, uh, I've just been well, doing, you know, just really creative projects and, uh, you know, putzing in the yard and and cooking more and just really being together. And, and my life changed. My son moved up closer to me with his uh, new wife. And so it's nice to have just some real close family. And But I really do miss traveling to see my daughter and and to see family, but uh, that's just what I'm doing. I'm I'm just taking it easy. I really cleared all of the stuff off of my calendar and just said I want to get down to what is really important for me to do. And uh, you know, other than keeping the family, all the things that we do as a family or whatever, I said, what do I have the time and energy and the real passion to do? And uh, and it was, you know, educating people on cannabis and looking to normalize uh, this wonderful plant in our uh, country. And my son actually uh, helped, was uh, one of the writers on that magazine articles that we are turning out, as well as uh, his uh, new bride is the photographer. So doing photography and uh, consulting and, you know, just, trying to let people know you can talk about it and, and laugh about it and have some fun about it. And, and uh, it's a good thing. That is great. That is great. And I just want to thank you for taking out time on your Sunday evening. I know you said you enjoy being at home. I like being out, but it's been kind of cold lately here, but it is warming a little, it's warming up a little bit here in uh, Georgia. I think they had mm-hmm. the all-star games, uh, some type of, and I, I didn't realize that. And I went out yesterday, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, where is all these people coming from? So uh, Atlanta is um, full. We're back full force. People is not observing lockdown whatsoever. So they're moving oh. about. But I just pray they move about in their own little space, in a little distance from each other. But when I say it's on gridlock, it's on gridlock. It's, it's, it's really crowded. But they oh, had dear. an all-star game this weekend here in Atlanta. But, you know, people, they're, they're tired. They want to be out. They want to feel the sun. They want to be outside. So I hope yeah. we do that safely. We do it safely. Right. But I just want to thank and, you for being on the I show. Have, wait, Marsha, I want to ask you, tell me, what is your big project that you're working on now? Okay, uh, I just finished a book uh, called Healing in the Kitchen. And um got the book mm-hmm. already. And it's on the website. And right now we're getting ready to do some more Zoom uh, classes uh, online to be able to, and my mission, I think you and I share the same mission, is about teaching the next generation about being healthy, um, growing their own food. And I, and I, to me, I feel like our nation is going in a direction that people are going to be in need of each other, learning how to look out for each other, support each other, and to feed each other. And I think, or learning how to feed mm-hmm. yourself. Because I truly believe prices are going to go up. Um, I know uh, President Biden passed that trillion, trillion dollar bill to pass out more money to people. And I know we just don't. The United States is just getting some self and so much debt. And we're just in a position of division and not unity. So I pray that we get that. And my business is to bring about unity, first of all, in our homes. And that's, like you said, cooking. Uh, having peace with each other and knowing how to take care of your own health. People don't have health insurance. So um, I ask people to check out my website, and that's www.yesterdayskitchen4today, for today, the number four. And just be able to educate people about caring for themselves and caring for their family. And 
And I'm a mom and a grandma, and I want to be that grandma calling in the next generation of people to say, hey, this is how you can. This is how you ferment. This is how you use food for medicine. And I truly believe we need that now. Well, I'm with you 100%. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. I always have a fun discussion with you, and I can't wait to see what new things are coming in the future and what good things are coming as uh, we come out from under this pandemic and learn to live in this new world that's being created. Thank you. I know. I thank you so much. And, you know, I learned so much from you and like the black pepper. I didn't know that that would bring you down. So now I have that information. So now my listening audience know if somebody's getting too high, they can bring them down with some black pepper, (laughs) black pepper corn. So, but, you know, we, we have to learn. This is how we learn from each other is by sharing information and what, what's happening out here taking away the fear of cannabis uh, oil, the THC and the CBD, and how beneficial that can be for your health as well as your peace, arthritis, um, depression. Um, Our military men, you know, suffering from PTSD, uh, finding that CBD oil keeps them calm. So any other food that can be beneficial, and that's what we want them to know, that you can have your mind and your peace back. Oh, that's it. Are you there? Me? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I'm right here. Okay, yeah. So we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back on the D-Hour Network for your health. With This is Marsha Thaddison. For Your Health program is brought to you by Yesterday's Kitchen for Today. We're here to put the power of good health back into the people's hands. Our home party business brings the skills of cooking healthy meals back into our home. Come, learn firsthand with family and friends the nature of how to go back to canning, fermenting, milling fresh grain into flour to make mm, homemade bread and so much more. We're here to remind the previous generation and to teach the new generation how to use the tools of yesterday and today to make food our medicine. Go to our website and sign up to host a home party, Zoom party, Facebook party, and get a free host gift valued from $20 to $75. Help your family and friends become a part of the real food movement to better health. Join us at www.yesterdayskitchen.com fortoday.com
this time I want y'all to help us do it. Lift your hands in this atmosphere and say, I am grateful. Have done. Look at him and tell him, yes, I'm grateful for victory that we won. Tell him I could go on and on. About your works. Because I'm grateful. Praise you, Lord. Lift your hands and say, flowing from my heart.
All right, we're back with the Kiyawa Network. I'm your host, Marsha Patterson, with For Your Help, with Dulcie Sims. Dulcie, I just want to, um, I know we're coming to the end of the show. we just got a few more minutes left to thank you for taking out your time. And I am grateful that you do share what you know, your knowledge about cannabis, taking away the fear. And I want, like I said before, that my listening audience take time to do their homework on what their state laws require for them to use in either the CBD or the THC and how it can be beneficial to your health and the health of your family. Is there anything you want to leave with us when we um, to kind of keep us encouraged or something that you want our listening audience to take away from this conversation today? I think that what I'd like people to take away is the fact that things are changing in our world and that we do need to follow the science many times, and the science in this plant is just wonderful. And it's going to be so interesting to see uh, what happens in the future in terms of, you know, nationally, locally, and individually, how it'll change things in our lifestyle. So it's something to to look forward to. And uh, once again, I greatly appreciate you, Marsha. I'm looking at your website right now. It looks great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. doing Thank a great you. job. It's, you know, it's, it's a process. And, you know, people are slowly waking up to taking taking their own health in their own hands. They're more tuned to wanting to change how they're eating, not just for themselves, but for their children. Because, like you said, our kids are obese. Um, a lot of kids have type 2 diabetes already. And uh, I met a lady when I was at one of the schools here in Atlanta, uh, setting up to do a workshop with them and she was telling me she's been on blood pressure medication since the age of 12 and I'm thinking who puts a 12 year old on blood pressure medication and we know what the long term effect what that can do so we want people to know that food can be our medicine that we can have a peace of mind but it's what we eat and there's a lot of this junk food which seem to be convenient food is not doing a thing so and you know you want some comfort food to comfort us um, during this time, but I truly believe, you know, learning how to eat healthy food and adding the THC or the CBD, whichever beneficial to you and your family, um, can help to, to calm you down, take away the fear, take away the arthritis pains and some of the other issues. And you mentioned multiple sclerosis too, didn't you say that can be beneficial for people with MS, correct? Yeah. Yes, yeah. cerebral palsy, anything that has spasticity as one of the uh, side effects or one of the symptoms or the traits of that disease can be helped. Yes. Wow, that's great. Great. So you've got you got something information. If anyone has any concern or issues and you want to write, you have my email address and uh, information, and I can direct something. I think you have yours here too. Um, Dulcie, do I have your link? I don't have your link here. But anyone can uh, email me at foryourhealth.gmail.com uh, or put uh, information in the on the blog talk show if you have any question, and we'll get that to uh, Dulcie, and I'm pretty sure she'll be able to answer for you uh, anything regarding cannabis. Unless you want to give them some information where they can reach you? No, I, I think that's perfect. Okay, perfect. All right. Yeah. 
All right. So um, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Um, everyone, I have a great week. Make it safe and be helpful and just kind of look out for each other and, and make sure we just kind of not attack each other if someone's not wearing a mask. But if you got your mask on, just be happy and just kind of distance yourself. So, Because I'm seeing people here, they really getting angry with this being distance and not being close to me. Don't touch me. I, I think we need each other. Uh, so let's be in, in a peaceful spirit this week. So thank you, Dulcie, for being on the show. I appreciate you. Everyone have a blessed week. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.